Hello and welcome once again to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, hope you're all well. It's been a few weeks now since the last podcast, hasn't it? I've missed it. Yeah, we have missed it. <laughs> Missing football in general, really excited for the for the new season. A couple of the transfers are starting to kick in. So yeah, it's uh, starting to bubble up nicely for August. Yeah, so this is going to be the first of our pre-season specials. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to go through all the Premier League clubs, look at where they should be expecting to finish in the coming season, what they need to sign, who they've perhaps already signed, and some of the odds and about who they've been linked with. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you always look at promoted and relegated sides, obviously. You know, who needs to do what. Some teams have more ambition than others. and Yeah, it's really interesting. It's very interesting also to see uh, who people have already uh, signed. Yeah, so before we start with all of that, we just want to roll back to last season's podcast. Uh, we said we'd give you the total that we won on the Bombproof Trebles throughout last season. And we now have added it all up and we've got that total to reveal to you. So... Do you want to reveal that to the profit chasers, Tom? Drum roll. Drum roll. Um, last season, we only started the podcast in February. Okay, so this isn't a whole season. This is not even half a season. We made over five hundred pounds on the bombproof troubles. Absolutely a smashed big it. Amount. Absolutely smashed it. Yeah, you're right. Right, based on ten pound stakes, we didn't win every week, but no one ever wins every week. That's no. gambling for you. But we did capitalise, and thanks to a couple of big, long 10-to-1 shots that came in, uh, yeah, we made over £500. So hopefully, you know, if we can repeat that next season for the, for the first half, we'd be looking at over £1,000 profit in the season. Then, you know? Absolutely. We never want to make you guys millionaires. We, we don't go for the uh, £500,000 returns. I think a thousand pounds up on the season is a is a great return. Yeah, definitely, completely agree. And we had so many, didn't we, that were one team off or you know so close to coming in. Yeah, so full of confidence ahead of the new season. I think it's going to be a great one. Lots more profit to win for the profit chasers. Hundred um, percent. Look, really looking forward to the first bomb proof of the season. Seems so far away, but it'll be here before we know it. <laughs> Certainly will. Before we go through the teams we're going to go a to z i've got a little special for everyone here which i found online and uh, this one is called the louis tomlinson special (laughs) right (laughs) bear with me and that is any member of one direction to sign for a club in the top four english leagues is 10 to 1 and i've not just made that up you can actually get that online (laughs) <laughs> Who on earth? So I'm assuming Louis the favourite due to Donny Rovers, right? I'd, I'd assume if it was going to be anyone, it would be him. Yeah, but it doesn't. You don't have to specify the member of One Direction. Um, any of them can sign for any club, and you just get ten to one. Wow. I mean, this is what happens when it's pre-season. And no one's got fuck all to bet on. <laughs> These kind of markets just come out of the woodwork. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Any tips for the profit chasers? I, I heard a rumour the other day that Harry Styles might be going to Brighton. <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, I, I made that up. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right. That, that's, how, that's the lack of uh, things we have to talk about this summer. So, far. <laughs> so we're going to dive straight in like Tom said. Uh, we're going to do the Premier League and we're going to go from A to Z. So, uh, so if you want to introduce the first club, Tom. The first one is, it's a great team, isn't it, to start with. We've got Arsenal. First of all, let's look at their expectation for the new season. So obviously they finished outside of the Champions League spots for the first time in God knows how long. The aim for them, get back in, would you say? Top four. Um, that's probably the club and Arsene Wenger's expectation. The fans, they're going to go insane. He's just going for the top four in the FA Cup again. 
Arsenal should be looking at United, and United won the Europa League, got into the Champions League, and it's a it's a major European trophy. I know Arsenal are not accustomed to being in the Europa League. It's a major European yeah. trophy, so Arsenal should be looking at either what's this bloody what's this trophy called now from Thailand? The Carabao Cup. They should be looking <laughs> at either the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. Trying to win the Europa League and the top four, at least. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, to go about their business, they need a... Well, I think they need a big overhaul in the playing squad. Wenger really needs to go out and spend some money. Um, as usual, they're linked with people left, right, centre. A lot of them, as I'll come on to, are, I think are pretty ridiculous. But yeah, they've signed Kalasinak, or is that how you pronounce his name? Kalasinak from Schalke on a free... We'll deal with that until someone hears it on Match of the Day. Yeah. This podcast will be long gone in the memory. Yeah. <laughs> so we can get away with bad pronunciations. Uh, yeah. No one will remember. So yeah, Kalasadak or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's a left back. Um, don't really know too much about him, to be honest. Not seen him play, but I've seen some stats on Twitter and it seems like he was... In terms of stats, assists by defenders, crosses into the box, things like that. He seems like he was up there in the Bundesliga last season. Um, seems like quite an attacking fullback. Yeah, yeah, which is obviously what a team like Arsenal, who are going to win the lion's share of their games, yeah. are after. And yeah. Monreal is done. He had a he had a good season, not the one just gone, the one before. He did have a good season, and you know, I was surprised, but. Last season, he was back back to uh, being out of his depth. So yeah. I think that was an important signing for Arsenal. So uh, what what else do you think they need? Striker? Yeah, definitely a striker. Um, that's been the case for years. Um, you know, everyone knows that Arsenal needs a clinical striker who's going to stay fit. Um, Walcott is not a striker. I I'm a big fan of Giroud. But he's not going to win anyone the Premier League. No. Perez never really been given an opportunity. Looks pretty decent, I think. Yeah, yeah. Never gets an opportunity. Definitely a striker. They definitely, in my opinion, need a goalkeeper. Um, what to replace yeah. Czech? I think Czech's a bit over the hill now. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think Czech's been unbelievable in the Premier League. Like. In the 2000s, like since then, he's probably been one of the best. Yeah, but definitely. you know, everything comes to an end, and he just doesn't look as he was. So, I'd be looking at a keeper. And one thing that I would be looking at for Arsenal is a right back. I know Hector Bellerin is a very good player, but I think he's complacent and he's, he's a little shit. <laughs> like, and, I say, and I say this, like. With his long hair, flicking his hair, he's all over social media. Yeah. He, Hector Bellerin is a, a classic example of what I hate about modern footballers. Yeah. And I think it's one of the reasons is he doesn't have any competition. Any. No. I would get a good right back, someone who's going to push Bellerin, someone you don't mind uh, dropping Bellerin for. And uh, I think that would get the best out of him. Like, look at Walker and Trippier. Spurs and Davis and Rose. Yeah, like they, the competition is healthy because all four of them are good players. Yeah, but I think that Bellerin just gets away with murder because he's the only option. Yeah, no, I think you're onto something there. And before anyone says on social media or whatever, Alex Oxley Chamberlain is not a right back. I'd also add to that that they need uh, a better centre defensive midfielder because they're currently they've got Coquelin, El Nene, Xhaka, and I don't particularly rate any of them that highly to be honest I think they need a bit more steel steel in the middle of the park Jack is probably the best of a bad bunch and uh, even he has a few issues um, especially with discipline I think he needs to grow up uh, as a footballer a little bit so yeah, yeah I think you're probably right there um, let's have a look then at who they've been linked with I'll read you out a list of names here with, with some of the odds that you can get on that particular player to sign for Arsenal and then see what we think to that. So, Fraser Forster, 10 to 1. I just say they, they need a keeper. Can't see that one happening though. Bit random. Aguero, 10 to 1. God, I'm, I'm Rid sick ridiculous. Of <laughs> what a ridiculous <laughs> move on. Um, 
Mares is six to four. Obviously, Mares has yeah. uh, said he wants to leave Leicester, so he'd be yeah, a good signing. I can see that one happening. Perfect Arsenal signing. Perfect. Very attacking. Zero work rate going back. Speaks French. Perfect. Get him in. Arda Turan, six to four as well. So he's pretty pretty high up in the betting. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Arda. Uh, obviously, like he hasn't broken to the the Barcelona like starting eleven, but not many players in the world would. Um, yeah, I think that would be pretty solid. He's nicely inexperienced as well. I think that would be good. You get Lacazette at nine to four to sign for Arsenal. God, Lacazette and Arsenal is one of those things that just always seems to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Always. Is it ever going to happen? Those odds would suggest potentially. Yeah, I think uh, I read that they're the club who is most likely to sign them at this moment in time. They've made a bid. I think the bid was rejected. But we'll see. I think it'd be a good signing for them. I'd like to see it happen, just to see how good he really is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the final one, which I think is absolutely ridiculous and will not happen, is Mbappe. <laughs> I knew you were going to mention this. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if Wenger has made a bid. I'm not sure. I'll like, tell you now, made a bid, he, he, he won't have. To get him from Monaco, you'd have to pay a world record fee, surely. It's looking that way. And, uh, you know, a lot of people on social media that, that we look at... Uh, you know, think that if the club is serious about making a bid, it's just to show ambition. It's kind of the club saying to the fans, like, look, we want to be the best, but really, are they going to sign him? No. no. Why would he no. go there? No. If he comes available, he's going to be a Real Madrid player yeah. or something like that. Like, There's no way on earth Arsenal are going to get him. I think it's a bit of a smokescreen for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Arsene Wenger will never, never pay a world record fee for someone. Surely. No way. Can't see it happening. No way. Uh, if it does happen, like if they do bid for him, 100% it would be the board looking for the player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's 4-1 to one in that market, by the way. Real Madrid are the favourites at 2-1, to one, and then Arsenal second favourites at 4-1. to one. But don't anyone go anywhere near that. Huge. Huge, huge banana skin yeah. profit chasers. Save you money. Don't yeah. bother, honestly. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's pretty much it for Arsenal at the moment. So let's go on to Bournemouth. Uh, for me, Bournemouth should be looking at a, another comfortable mid-table finish, do you reckon? Yeah, the way they play, they they do go for a, always going to go for a patch where it just doesn't work. That's always going to happen trying to play the way they play yeah. with the players that they've got. Eventually, it's going to break down. They just need to make sure that that run isn't long. Yeah. But yeah, I don't see them as uh, as relegation uh, candidates. I see them as the next Stoke. Yeah. So when Stoke first came, they were just trying to stay in the league. They had a distinctive way of playing. And now, no one ever thinks about relegation and Stoke. And no one ever thinks about Stoke getting into the Champions League. Bournemouth, they're they're just there. Yeah. That next team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of who they've signed already, it's not confirmed by the club, but Defoe himself has pretty much confirmed that he's going to be going to Bournemouth. And uh, also Asmir Begovic they've signed as well, both on a free. Begovic, yeah, I get. Defoe, I don't really get it because they signed him on a three-year deal on about 130 grand a week and he's what 34 it's a huge contract huge what a signing player-wise what a signing like he is a current England international and if he was 26 he would be looked at by a lot of teams in the Premier League I actually said on the podcast last season that Defoe could realistically sign for any Premier League team. Yep. And I mean that. Like I thought even Chelsea could have signed for and come off the bench and just, you know, trying to nab him a goal. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a great signing, but yeah, the finances really, really worry me. 
and uh, they've also been linked with John Terry strongly as well. Um, apparently, he met with Eddie Howe for talks for a hundred grand a week two-year deal. So really, no shortage of, no no. Shortage of cash on the south coast. No, so I think they've long outgrown this little old Bournemouth kind of uh, tag that they've had for a while. Yeah. But I do think they need to be careful with these signings. Like if they do get, they don't want to become a, a kind of home for players who are a bit past their peak and looking for that final payday. Like John Terry's not getting any younger, neither's Begovic, neither's Defoe, and they're all going to be on big money deals. It does have a slight whiff, although it's definitely you know not as bad as it was at QPR. But yeah. it reminds me of QPR when they went and got Park Ji Sung, Jose Bosingwa, um, Christopher Samba, like all these players that were kind of getting on, whacked them on huge contracts. And QPR until the last maybe last season. Are still yeah still recovering from that shocking um, wheeling and dealing by the club. So I hope it's not the same, but it does have a slight whiff of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. As you say, I, I hope it's not careful. the same. Uh, other players have been linked to Jack Wilshire again, this time on a permanent. And another one I thought was pretty ridiculous, and I don't think it will happen at all. It's Fabregas from Chelsea. Hilarious. Just no move chance. on. There's no way. Um, I think Sesk will stay. He had a very, very good uh, second half of the season at Chelsea. And uh, if he came available, you're, you're looking at better teams than Bournemouth taking on. Yeah. I think what they should probably be looking at, instead of signing someone like a John Terry, perhaps trying to get um, Nathan Ake back again from Chelsea. Nathan Ake was brilliant. Yeah. Them. I think Chelsea are in a weird position with him. They won't play him, but they know he's good and he's young, and they don't want to sell him, but they yeah. won't play him. It's it's an awkward one uh, for Chelsea uh, because he uh, he was very impressive performer. Yeah, he was, he was. Uh, but we'll see then. Let's move on to Brighton. I'd say uh, their expectation is to survive this season. Yep, of course it is. Hundred percent. They like Bournemouth play a nice attacking style. Um, not as uh, not as possession based as Bournemouth, but uh, still very vibrant style. And uh, yeah, they will be looking to stay in the league one hundred percent. I think um, if they want to stay in the league, they're going to have to strengthen all over the pitch. Uh, they've got some business done early. They signed Matt Ryan from Valencia, the goalkeeper, which I think is a good signing for them. They've also signed Josh Kerr. Don't know anything about him. And also they signed a player called Pascal Gross. Again, the only one I can talk about is Matt Ryan. Uh, I recognise Gross from Football Manager, but that's just recognising his name. And uh, yeah, Josh Kerr, don't know a thing about him. No. Uh, that's not to say that he's going to be a bad player. No, not at all. 100%. Um, he arrived from Celtic. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play much. I think he's only 19 or so. So he's probably going to be in the under-21s. But yeah, Matt Ryan's a very good signing. You know, didn't work out for him at Valencia, but Gary Neville, when he was at Valencia, was talking very highly of Matt Ryan. Yeah. He's got a fan... One thing he does have, he's got fantastic distribution. So he's got a monster of a kick and throw on him and set up on the attack quick. So I think that's a good signing. Very surprising about David Stockdale. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, um, it's come out, you know, the signing at Birmingham was announced before any talk. So it was kind of the wrong way around. But since he's uh, signed for Birmingham, it's come out that, you know, Hewton said to him, You're not going to be my number one. So he was like, Oh, okay. And looking around to see what's going on. Uh, I wish our club, Nottingham Forest, had picked him up because yeah. Championship Goalkeeper of the Year last year. And, very surprised he's ended up at Birmingham, but yeah, talks credit that. credit to Harry. Other players that Brighton have been linked with, then they've been linked with Robert Snodgrass, Ruben Loftus Cheek, then a couple of players that I've never heard of, Ferland Mendy from Le Havre in France. He's a a twenty one year old left back, and Jonathan Cafu. He's a striker from Luda Goretz. Um, do you reckon they're the kind of players that that they need? I don't know. The players that I've heard of that you mentioned there, I think they'd 
be good signings. Like Snodgrass, it hasn't worked out. West Ham, it really hasn't. I'd definitely just be looking at goal scorers. I think I think they've got Glenn Murray, uh, Tom Ahmed. Um, I think you know they're looking at Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Um, as as like a potential loan loan player and everything. I, I think it's goals that keep you in the league. Yeah. Like as Middlesbrough found out, Sunderland. I know Defoe got a lot of goals, but the rest of the team didn't score enough. And yeah. the whole whole lacked a key striker all season. And that's what will keep him in the league, and that's where you've got to put your money on. You got to pick out someone who's potentially going to get fifteen odd goals and have confidence that the rest of the players can chip in. Yes, yeah. goals that will keep you in the league, not a uh, sturdy back four, in my opinion. Yeah, that's spot on. Middlesbrough proved that last season, didn't they? they- one of the best defensive records in the league, but lessons to be learned there for Brighton. Let's move on then to Burnley. I think, uh, in my opinion, I think they'll be happy with survival again. Yeah, survival again. Um, I feel like Dyche is going to slowly build something at Burnley, and eventually I think he will move on. He will outgrow the club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But for now, yeah, it's survival again. Hopefully, a bit more comfortable than last time. Uh, they had a little bit of a hiccup at the end. Yeah. They only finished kind of you know, three or four points above relegation, something like that. So, yeah, and they, yeah, survival again. I think uh, the away form really needs to be addressed, doesn't it, this season coming? 100%. It has to be. In terms of players then, that they've been linked to, Andrew Robertson, he'd be a good signing, I think. Are uh, in desperate need of a left back. Stephen Ward, bless him, he's been doing a, a good little job, but he's not been a, left, a Premier League left-back since his Wolves days, no. and even then he was sceptical, so yeah, they need a left-back. Uh, I, I don't think Burnley fans will be too thrilled with the other players that they've been linked to at the moment. You've got um, Van La Parra, Liam Moore from Reading, and uh, Marcel Heller, a German winger from relegated Darmstadt. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it just screams dull. Yeah. Okay, I, w- I, want, I want Burnley. I know they may not have the most money in the world. I want Burnley to go after players like Robbie Brady. Like, these are players that are like young, international, with that Premier League quality. I've yeah. not seen Van La Parra a lot. Um, I've seen him every now and then, but he just seems like a typical, wasteful championship winger. Yeah. So. That would concern me. I think uh, they also probably need to look at centre-backs as well because I can't see Michael Keane staying there. I think they need a striker, someone who consistently scores lots of goals. I don't think, you know, Vokes, Barnes, Gray. They need someone that's that's that next level, I think. See, I'm a big fan of Andre Gray and I I believe in him. Me too. I really do. Um, He's their best striker in terms of goals, like 100%. Vokes and Barnes, are, but you know they're never going to get into double figures, even if they played every game. Burnley just needed had more creativity in the yeah. team. Yeah, I think more threat from the wide areas. Um, previously, they've had what George Boyd, Scott Arfield out wide. They, yeah. I think they need players that are going to be more creative, chip in with more goals than those two do. Definitely. So lots of work to be done for Burnley, but. Yeah, I think I think keeping Dyche um, and replacing Keane well if he does leave is going to be key to their survival next season. Yeah, 100%. Let's move on to Chelsea then. Expectation, do you reckon uh, now they've won it once, Roman's going to want it again, isn't he? He is. And why not? Because why shouldn't you be going for the league title when you've just won it? That's just a given. Yeah. A little, little bit of unrest from Conte apparently. Apparently it's been ironed out. But, you know, those little murmurs and everything, that's not really what you want to be hearing. No. Perhaps if if the board are unwilling to sanction a world record transfer fee or what Everton want for Lukaku, then they're probably doing him a favour. He's not worth it at yeah. all. If anyone pays over £40 million for that bloke, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit football. <laughs> I'm just going to quit it. Because... I know everyone always says his record and everything is fantastic and, you know, it is. I can't lie, it is. But I've watched him so many times, so many times, especially when he's on 
the big stage against the big teams, and he is terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. I think yeah. his record. I haven't got it to hand, but his record against the big four teams or big six, sorry, last year was absolutely shocking. I think he got one goal. Three. He got three goals in twelve games. I think against the top six sides last season. You can argue that he's playing for Everton and they're going to be on the back foot against those teams. But, you know, he is, he is not what they're looking for, no. in my opinion. No. Um, but, you know, Conte, I'm sure knows more about football than me. So if they go out and get him, then I'm sure it'll be a success. Yeah, he's uh, one to three in the betting markets to go back to Chelsea. So, uh, oh. hot, hot favourite. Other people they've been linked with, uh, Ben Gibson from um, Middlesbrough, he's fifteen to eight. Matuidi, he's four to one. Favorites like Sanchez and Morata, but I, I can't see any of them happening. Now, what do you think to Alexis Sanchez? Because you know I can't see him staying. I'm being honest, I can't see him staying. No, I don't think he'll stay either. Man City's the main rumour for Sanchez, isn't it? Yeah, maybe because of the uh, the Guardiola connection. Yeah. But I honestly, I can't see him staying. He's too good for Arsenal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and he's a winner. Like, he is a winner. And he went to Arsenal with the promise that, you know, they would at least challenge. But they've been nowhere near. So, you know, I can definitely see him moving on. Yeah, I agree. Do you reckon they need uh, another striker if they do get Lukaku? Do you reckon they need another one in case Costa leaves? Because uh, reports say that Conte doesn't want him. Yeah, um, I think you tweeted out um, on our on our Twitter that you know he needs to be careful. Like twenty goal a season strikers, do they go on trees? Yeah, um, and I think that was a spot on tweet from yourself. Uh, Kind of dancing with the devil a little bit. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea. He's certainly not, you know, world, world, world class. He's just that little cusp underneath. Yeah. But well, he's, he's not bad, is he? No, definitely not. <laughs> Maybe it's his personality. I'm not sure. Both seem like quite fiery personalities, so you imagine they, they perhaps clash, have differences in opinions. Um, but certainly, from a footballing perspective, he'd be hard to replace. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting story to monitor throughout the summer. Other things they need, I reckon you could probably look at the wing-backs. Um, obviously Moses and Marcus Alonso came in, did really well. But I think if they want to sustain you know, title challenges for years to come, I think they probably need to look at perhaps new wing-backs, uh, more natural Wing backs than Moses. Yeah, um, Moses is definitely on paper. He's definitely the weak link. Unfortunately, I really like him. I do, but he's not world class. And if Chelsea want to go on and win the Champions League, you're not going to win it with Victor Moses. And I'm really sorry about that. But no. you know, top right. top wingers will tear him a new one. Yeah, completely agree. Um. Let's move on then from Chelsea. Let's look at Crystal Palace. So, a little stat for you about Crystal Palace. And they were last season officially the most profitable team to back. And that's based on if you put £10 on every single team every week, you'd have the most profit from Crystal Palace. You'd have a profit of £123 if you put a tenner on them every week last season. Nice. That's a great stat. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that's because of their uh, away wins. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they got some big away wins, didn't they? Upsetting the big boys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'd assume the same. But yeah, I thought interesting stat. The second most profitable team to back was Swansea. Really? Yeah. And then I think after that it was Watford. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose these are the teams that you get decent odds on. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think uh, I think the reason Watford were up there is because they they beat Arsenal away, didn't they? Once. Yeah. And they they would have been yeah, big big odds to win that one. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. On to Palace, what they need. 
uh, where their expectations should be. I reckon, what, mid-table again? Comfortable mid-table? Or do you reckon they should be looking a bit higher? No, mid-table. Uh, one step at a time. Mid-table for me. Um, you know, the club danced with relegation uh, for the last couple of seasons. Never really looked like going, but, you know, they're always in the picture. So, I think uh, a mid-table finish would, would be... Uh, that would be progress. Yeah, and they're obviously going to have a new manager after Big Sam resigned. Pretty unexpectedly, yeah. really. Yeah, and talking about retirement, yeah. uh, you know, not even a murmur of it. Maybe he's still you know, affected by England. That was his dream job. Yeah, yeah. That was his dream job. And, you know, he's only got himself to blame, but maybe you know, he had the euphoria of England, took over Palace, did a decent job, and maybe it just didn't live up to yeah. uh, his previous position. No. Uh, in terms of players they've been linked with, Kara Mboji, defender from Anderlecht, he's been strongly linked. Um, couldn't tell you a thing about him, don't know about you. Cracking player on Football Manager. Is he? FYI, lads. Cracking, cracking, tough tackling, lunatic such <laughs> defender. So, yeah, love him. <laughs> um, Apparently, Volkan Sen, a Turkish 29-year-old winger, he's agreed personal terms. Um, I don't think a fee has yet been agreed, but... Yeah, never heard of him. Never heard of him, but they're already quite strong in the wide areas, aren't they? That's probably one of their the better strengths of their team with Zaha, Townsend, etc. out wide. Yeah, I think they could do with uh, an addition that Townsend's very inconsistent yeah. and uh, you know Zaha... Is uh, there's a few people circling, so it's always good to have uh, someone in just in case that happens. Yeah, um, centre back they need to replace Saka because he was a big, big part of them escaping relegation, wasn't he? I think Liverpool, Huge, yeah. Liverpool, I think they're asking for about thirty to forty million for Saka. If Jesus. Palace wanted to buy him permanently, that's a lot of money. Isn't yeah, it? Uh, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I think that's an absolute mound of money. Like he's a great defender. Like defensively, he's superb. But God, when it comes to actually kicking the ball, yeah, <laughs> he's bloody woeful. <laughs> um, yeah, I think although like, he should, he shouldn't be playing for a Crystal Palace. Like he shouldn't be. He's way too good for them. I think Liverpool should keep so, him. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather them play um, Zacco than Flavin. Yeah, I think Zacco's better than Lovren. Yeah, um, it's just Zacco seems to be a bit of a weird character. Yeah, uh, and yeah, his ability—you <laughs> can tell that from his hair. Passing it out is really poor. So. <laughs> uh, something that perhaps the Palace fans on Twitter or whatever might be able to enlighten me on. They've given Johnny Williams a new two-year deal, and I'm struggling to understand why. Don't think he's Premier League quality at all. He's constantly farmed out on loan to championship clubs. He's been to Ipswich four times on loan. It's so weird. So weird. Yeah. Um, why are they giving this guy a deal? He came on loan to our side, not even Forest. We watched him first-hand. I thought he was really poor. Yeah, he was. Really poor. And it actually offended me when he's strolling around the pitch at Euro 2016. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what's going on with his career. I don't know why Palace want to keep him. It's all a huge mystery. Yeah. Furthermore. He'll be happy. He'll be happy. He's still, still getting paid. He'll be getting paid. Very handsome amount for the next two years. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, which championship club will he end up at next season? Who knows? Yeah. He will definitely not be staying at Crystal Palace. Just another thing. Who's who's giving him this deal as well? They've got no manager. So who's yeah? This who's always this deal? annoys me when clubs do this. They you know sign players or give contracts out without yeah. a manager. What it what? Is that why? Who knows? Like the manager's supposed to make these decisions. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd say one thing: I wouldn't be happy if uh, you know 
12, 15, 20, whatever grand it is a week of my budget has gone on Johnny Williams. Oh, absolutely not. I'll be fuming. I'll be fuming. Fuming. Um, other than that, they've not really been linked with too many other players. You'd think they nah. probably need a striker to uh, complement Ben Teke. Yeah. Give him a different option if just lumping yeah. it to his head don't work. Yeah, and Ben Teke is just not good enough either, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, let's go to Everton then. This is a really interesting summer for Everton. They've been busy. Busy, busy, busy. Minimum they'd probably want is seventh place. Pushing that top six closer this season. Um, yeah. They look like they're probably going to have to replace Lukaku, but they'll have plenty of money to do so if he does yeah. go. Uh, possibly they might need to replace Ross Barkley. Yeah. They've signed some players already. Obviously, the, the big talking point here is Jordan Pickford has signed for £30 million. Pounds. Uh, big, big price, but player with, uh, you know, young player, big potential. Young player. Good potential, but was like are people forgetting how shaky this guy was last season? And, like he, I know he pulls off some amazing saves, but he made mistakes. Like a hundred percent, he made mistakes, like big mistakes. I know he's a young keeper and everything, but thirty minutes when I seen that, I could not believe they were paying that fee. Yeah, could not believe it. Um, I'd be looking at 20 as an absolute max, and even then I'd be kind of reluctant to pay that for him. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, if he stays there for five years, is their number one for that period of time, then 30 million, it could look like a, a decent price. But um, a good keeper can save, what, 10, 15 points a season, they say. And if he does that for Everton, then I think 30 million is going to be a decent price. I have to stop you there. Do you really think that? What? Do you really think thirty million is a fair price? Well, if he can deliver. This is a player who's burst on the scene for one season. One season. Yeah. He hasn't done it over a couple of seasons. Before this season, you would never have heard of him. Me as well. But and I think now he's you worth know. thirty million because he's pulled off a few decent saves. I think I think it's a crazy amount to pay for someone like him, and I I, I think this is going to end up being a poor signing. I really do. Well, they've got chucking money around like it grows on trees, aren't they? Because they've signed Classen or Carson for uh, twenty odd million. Whether you're from the north or south of England on that yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, we being from uh, the more common Midlands area, say Classen. Yeah, we'll go for Classen. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the the, uh, the professionally trained commentators will say Classen. <laughs> sure. Like drug bar. But yeah, looks decent. Watched a tiny bit of him in the Europa League final. Didn't really do much as you know Ajax didn't in general, but you know he's, he looks decent. He's got a good reputation, so. Good age. I thought he was way older than he was because time has not been kind to Davy. Um, <laughs> I thought he was in his thirties. He's not aging well, is he? <laughs> um, he's not doing well. But uh, yeah, you know, attacking midfielder, which probably, as you touched on, could mean the end of uh, Ross Barkley. Yeah, uh, they have today. Announced the deal for Sandro Ramirez as well. Just five points. Yeah, I've just tweet. I've just tweeted about that um, on our Twitter. Yeah. What? What club in world football slots in a five million pound release clause? Yeah, ridic ridiculous. What? Like that? That's no money at all in this, <laughs> like, in this market today. Absolutely like, ridiculous. But, um, this guy's like one of their main strikers, and they're losing him for five million. It's, yeah, it's just it's just weird. I don't know too much about him to be honest. I've never seen him play, but um, no, same. But you know, he could be dog shit and Everton won't care. Oh yeah, for that, for, money. for that money, absolutely not. Other players have been linked to. I think this one will be a great sign if they can get him. Sigurdsson, thirty million. Thirty million. 
Jeez, that's a huge, huge price to pay. The guy's 29 or 30. Um, that, that's a lot. Uh, I'd be looking at 20 at the most. It's just fees, though, isn't it? it they're ridiculous. The TV money has just made transfer fees ridiculous. It's like 30 million is, is the new 15 million. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Uh, maybe I'm just not used to the to the new market, but yeah, uh, that's oh, that makes it feel uncomfortable. Really big fan of this, like massive fan. But again, like the folk, this guy's twenty nine thirty. Um, he can't. He's never been able to run, so <laughs> they've got no danger of him losing his legs, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I just think that that's a lot of money. But. Put it like this: um, Fulham turned down twenty million for Tom Kearney, and then we're that saying thirty million for S- Sigurdsson. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I've I not. <laughs> I, I mean, I watched Tom Kearney a couple of times, and he looks like a Premier League player. But wow, twenty million—not even near an England cap. Ridiculous, <laughs> crazy money. Unreal. Uh, let's move on then to Huddersfield, who. As with Brighton, um, you'd say survival. Any, however they can do it, um, will be the aim this season. Yeah, I think they're going to struggle personally, but I'd like to see them do well. I'd like to see them do well, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think I don't want to, you know, judge too much. I think they'll start off well, as most promoted sides do. But I honestly think you could be looking at a very very comfortable relegation. Yeah. Like a, a very comfortable relegation. I'm talking being in the bottom three nearly all season, never really getting out uh, and, and going. Um, I don't know if they signed him or not, but uh, as soon as I saw that their first big uh, Premier League signing was going to be Fraser Campbell, that just kind of put the nail in their coffin for me. Oh, God, yeah. He's not... No, uh, they need to be aiming higher. I think the problem with Huddersfield is that the spine of their team when they got promoted was made up of a lot of loan players. So they had yeah. Aaron Moy, who they've now gone out and signed for £10 million, which I think is a good start. Izzy Brown from Chelsea, Casey Palmer, Danny Ward, the goalie from Liverpool. Um, so I think a lot, of the, a lot of their chances will depend on can they get these players back again? Yeah, and if not, can they get better ones? Yeah. Um, it's uh, an interesting time for Huddersfield. Obviously, probably you know, one of the best things to happen to the club, really, in history. Um, oh, yeah. So it's exciting, and whether they go down or stay up, they'll enjoy it. But I think there's a lot of work to do there. Yeah. A hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, Big time. I can't see, them, can't see them keeping clean sheets. I can't see them scoring enough goals. Um, yeah. I think, like I said, Moy. I, um, when I was in Australia for a bit and I watched Moy play for Melbourne City quite a lot. Um, I was a big fan of his, but I'm, I'm a li- I was surprised how well he did in the championship. He got in team of the year, but I'm not 100% sure he'll be able to cut it in the Premier League, so I'm interested to see that. No, there's a reason that Man City have let him go for £10 million and not even played him for a single match. Yeah, uh, he's never... Yeah. Nowhere near, I think, uh, City, so Man City, Melbourne City, I think they use that link to get him an easier move into Europe, a loan move into Europe. Yeah. Um, they just use that connection. I don't think he was ever likely to ever pull the, uh, the City shirt on. Yeah. Um, Leicester then. So they, they've given Craig Shakespeare a new three-year deal, which is absolutely the right thing to do they're probably going to be looking at what mid comfortable mid table top 10 yeah um, I, I'm not sure about top 10 but I'd say uh, yeah around around 12th I think uh, and I think Leicester are going to uh, stay in the Premier League for quite a while to come yeah um, I'd be surprised if they were dragged into relegation again they shouldn't have been last season um but yeah, they've, they've, they've gone out and uh, made a few decent signings already. So, yeah. Harry Maguire, good signing. Uh, came out of 
the relegation with Hull with some with some good credit. Um, also, you know, on the cusp of England's um, Hull captaincy eventually. Um, and then they did a double raid and they got in Jakubovic, who is a bit of an unorthodox goalkeeper. Never seen a goalie make so many saves of his legs. Um, but, you know, good deputy <laughs> to uh, Schmeichel for sure. Yeah, uh, they'll probably need a replacement for Mares. He's going to be a yeah. big loss to the team. Um, I think they're going to need to get a goal scorer who can share the burden with Vardy. Because it, it yeah. doesn't look like... Okazaki, great team player, but he's not a consistent... You know, he's, he, He'd do well to get 10, never mind any more than that. Yeah. Um, Slim Arnie, not done it. No. Uh, I was expecting a lot from him. Yeah, Bruce has been played out wide. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think they probably have to let one of those go. Uh, you'd probably be looking at Slomani. Yeah, um, letting him go. Uh, they'd be able to recoup some uh, some cash back for him. Yeah, he was at um, thirty million pounds they paid for him as well. Expensive. Like that. You're probably looking at maybe I don't know twenty or fifteen as a as a return, and it's a big loss, but you know better that yeah. than getting nothing. So. Yeah, um, let's move on into Liverpool. So they've finally got Champions League again. So you'd think they'll be able to attract a better quality of player. What can Klopp do? What do they need? They've signed Dominic Solanke. So he's on a free from Chelsea. Um, yeah. but there's Watch a, for the future. He was a golden ball winner at the recent under-20s World Cup. So he looks like a good little player. Very surprised I've not seen Liverpool linked with or sign anyone yet. Very surprised. Well, um, Salah is, is the big link at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was expecting a bit more. Um, I just feel like Liverpool haven't really got going yet. Um, I look at Salah. They're trying to sign Salah. Where's he going to fit in and who are they going to drop? <clears throat> so, they've been playing Firmino... Yeah. Mane, Lallana, Coutinho. Um, right, those as like an attacking three or four. Where is Salah? You can't yeah. sign someone for thirty million and put him on the bench, surely. No. So does that mean Lallana's? You know, is Lallana going to be dropped? Is Coutinho going? Is he going to leave? Yeah. Um, I don't think he will. But yeah, I just think it's an odd, odd move. I think Liverpool need to. They need to get a. Number nine, and they need to address their issues at the back. Right, they need a left back. Milner, you're not going to get away with Milner at left back against Neymar, no. for example, <laughs> in the Champions League. So, yeah, yeah, that's something that needs addressing. Yeah, for uh, all their other issues that they need to address, to see them linked with a, an attacking midfielder, which they've got an abundance of, is is a bit strange. Van Dijk, obviously, they had a big link to, but then they has the whole tapping up issue, and then. That's been dropped, and they've dropped their interest in Van Dijk apparently. So that would have been a that would have been a great signing. Yeah, it really would have. Yeah, he is he is a complete centre half, um, and I even remember from his Celtic days. I think a video went uh, when he was about to sign of him popping free kicks in and skinning players. Like he's a complete footballer. So yeah, don't know what happened there, but uh, Liverpool's lost definitely. Yeah. Uh, some of the players have been linked to. This one is is disgusting, and they should go nowhere near him. Gail Clichy. Why? They're Why? six to four favourites to sign Gail Clichy. So over the hill. Hundred um, percent. Used to rely pretty much all on his pace. Yeah. And he doesn't have his pace anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that that would be uh, unless they can get him on. Like thirty grand a week, one year deal, which is never going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I would be avoiding him. Uh, some other players: Lanzini from West Ham, three to one. Again, why they don't yeah. need these players? Um, I like him, but yeah, they don't need him. Poor man's Coutinho. Yeah, Oxley Chamberlain, five to two. Another of that, you know, similar attacking midfielder kind of ilk. Yeah, uh, again, they don't, do they really need him? I don't think so. Not really. Uh, another one which is interesting, they're 8-13 to favourites to sign Ika Casillas. Ooh, 
Uh, I'd love that. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, from, you know, I, I don't watch Portuguese football. I'm not going to be one of these people who pretends they watch everything, but, you know, you read stuff and you see clips and everything, and he doesn't seem to have lost it. So, yeah, good experience. Mignolet and uh, Carrius are, are nowhere near Champions League standard. So, no. yeah, that would be good. Okay, so that's the first 10 done. A to Z, we've gone from Arsenal all the way down to Liverpool. We've covered title changes, relegation battlers, and those mid-table mediocrity teams in the middle. Um, so let us know what you think. Do you agree with our suggestions? Are there any players in particular that you'd like your club to sign? We're going to do another podcast with the other half of the league. That will be coming up in the next week or so. Okay, so you can get at us in numerous ways. The best way to get at us is on our Twitter account. That is where we are the most active. It's T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we are on Facebook, so www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. Um, we also have a website that we do update every now and then. It's a little bit quiet right now. When the season comes, that's going to be alive and kicking. www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk And you can email us, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, brilliant. So it's goodbye from me. Until next time. Take care, boys. See ya. Bye-bye.